Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So Joe Biden had some words about COVID-19 responses. Well, he's super excited about the work that he's doing. I don't know about the rest of us. We should be clear that the country has accepted all they're going to accept on conversations about vaccines, and now it's a waiting game. More people will get vaccinated as time goes on, but it's going to take place slowly. You can threaten them. You can do all sorts of things. They've made their call. And you've got Southwest pilots that have stood up. You're going to see other pilots, other unions that stand up. We're not interested. And wait until someone's grandmother passes away because the nurse that knew how to handle Mima wasn't there and a National Guard unit was. That's nothing against National Guard units. These are good and decent people who deserve our respect. And they've got it, by the way. But they're not the nurses who work the hospitals every day, who have the institutional knowledge to be able to train other nurses, something that's going to be lost because we're forcing these mandates on people, and who understand the systems, understand the doctors. They already know where the gauze is, and I'm making it, I just picked something that I could think of, not the actual things that you guys deal with all the time. Well, of course. You created a hellscape by these mandates. And he's just super excited about it. Then there's the entire media apparatchik that is more than willing to lie about COVID, who's done what, what people are doing. This whole Joe Rogan conversation is amazing. Because Joe Rogan got COVID and he said that he was taking, uh, um, you know, IV vitamins and this and that and ivermectin and something else and people are like oh oh I've ivermectin you mean that that horse dewormer it's ivermectin it's been around for years what are you talking crazy who would say that why would people lie about him but they did They lied about Joe Rogan everywhere. They lied about him in your local media. They lied about him in the national media. They lied about him in social media. Because why would you ever consider that maybe he and his doctor made this call? Uh, Joe Rogan said, uh, so what do you think of ivermectin? You think I should take that? I got the COVID. And the doctor said, "Eh, I can't kill you. Worth a shot. Same way people talked about hydroxychloroquine. Only... Amongst the pseudo-intellectual elite. Oh, you would never take such a thing. That's a hostile woman. No, you must take the approved vaccine is what you must take. There's only one thing to take. That's the thing we tell you. What? You don't want to listen? Hmm. Seems someone must be destroyed, I say. I don't know why I think they sound like that, but they must sound like that. Tony Katz. Did I say hello? Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. So Joe Rogan has Dr. Sanjay Gupta on his podcast. And lowers all sorts of freaking booms about why do you work for a network that lies? 
Horse dewormer is not a flattering thing. I get it's that. It's a lie. It's a lie on a news network, it, it, and it's a lie that's a willing. That's that's a lie that they're conscious of. It's not a mistake. Yeah, they're unfavorably framing it as veterinary medicine. Well, the FDA put this thing out. You saw that. Did you see the thing that the FDA put out? What did the FDA put out? <laughs> it was a tweet, and it was snarky. I admit it. They said, you are not a horse, you are not a cow. Stop taking this stuff or something like that. Why would you say that when you're talking about a drug that's been given out to billions and billions of people, a drug that was responsible for one of the inventors of it making the Nobel Prize, Prize. Nobel Prize in 2015? Yeah. yeah. No, a, a drug well, that has been shown to stop viral replication in vitro. You know that, right? I, I, Why would they lie and say that's horse dewormer? I can afford people medicine, mother. <laughs> this is ridiculous. It's just a lie. I don't think anyone is thick. But don't you think that a lie like that is dangerous on a news network when you know that they know they're lying? You know that they know that I took medicine. Like, here it is. This is ivermectin. You got this it with right you. here. Somebody gave it to me. And he just happened to have it right there. Well, of course he does. I mean, this is an extremely good piece of conversation that Joe Rogan is having because CNN did lie, and they reveled in the lie. They adored the lie. And for in Joe Rogan's defense, uh, uh, she's not even defense, and just in cheering it on, he pushes continually. All right, hang on. I, I, do you, the, the thing is, we're, we're, we're like going so fast. Like I feel like I'm missing. I'm missing. Do you think I want that that's to, a problem that your news network not, lies? Well, I don't. I don't. Think, Dude, what did they say? They lied what and they said say? I was taking horse dewormer. First of all, it was prescribed to me by a doctor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Along they with shouldn't have said a it was bunch horse. of if, other if medications. Was, if you got a human. Pill because there were people that were taking it, the veterinary medication, and I, you're not obviously. You got it from a doctor, so that it shouldn't be called that. Ivermectin can be a very effective medication for parasitic disease, and as you say, it's probably you know I think what a quarter billion people have taken it around the world. More, I get that. Way more. So way but, more. Can, Billions can, of people have taken it. Can I just come back to the one I want to talk about? I, two, no, no, two, no, no, two no, things no. on you the ledger. To, you have before we get to that. Does it bother you that the news network you work for? Out and out lied, well, just outright lied about me taking horse dewormer. They, they they shouldn't have said that. Why did they do that? I don't know. You didn't ask. You I didn't, didn't think those were. Did, You're the medical guy over there. I didn't ask. I should have asked before. But they coming did it with podcast. such glee. No, yes, Joe. They did. I watched. Of course, they did it with glee. He then goes on to say, "Well, Brian Stelter did it with with glee." Then it gets into an even more. Thrilling conversation, right? That's fun. Joe Rogan punching him like like, like he's a speed bag. You know, that's great. But then Rogan gets into the conversation that people are having right now regarding their kids and vaccines. Don't you think that even with a breakthrough infection, untreated, you're probably more vulnerable than the average child who is not vaccinated who gets COVID? Uh, like, like people have died who are double vaccinated. In fact, there was a guy who just won an Emmy who's. Uh, was, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, the odds of that happening to a healthy child are very, very low. Very low. But that guy is probably your age. How old are you? I'm 51. Yeah, he's about your age. Theoretically, you would be more vulnerable than a young child would be. You vaccinated would be more vulnerable of a breakthrough infection than a young child would be, statistically speaking, right? Uh, but you're not worried about catching it. They're both rare. But you're not worried about catching it. 
you're not worried about catching it because you've been vaccinated and you think it imparts a certain amount of protection. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying to you is I think that not worry is the same feeling that a lot of people have about their children. They're not worried about their healthy children catching it for the same reason you're not worried about catching it being vaccinated. That if treated correctly, they think that the child probably has a better chance even than you do because you're 51 years old. We reported on this months ago that the unvaccinated child has a better chance of not getting COVID, surviving COVID, than the vaccinated adult. We have this data. And it is why parents are hesitant to get their kids vaccinated, even though in California, uh, ages five and above, mandated to go to school. Watch people leave California. Who in their world, right mind is going to get forced to put a shot in their kid? I mean, maybe people did, and I, I have questions about that. I'm sorry, I do. I have questions about that. But it's your kid. You can do what you want. But maybe people are saying, well, let's hold up on that. We were discussing this months ago. If COVID did to children what polio did to children, parents would be killing each other in the streets to get the vaccine for their kids. But that's not the way it works. So I applaud Rogan for having this conversation because this is about rationality. And I'm a huge fan of the rational. I'm a huge fan of people thinking clearly. So was that Joe Biden when he took to the podium in the fake White House today? It's a weird setup they do. It's, it's the fake White House. I don't know why they do it, so they can have more of a, sh- a set like, like it's a TV show. Maybe, maybe uh, Jen Psaki was uh, not kidding around when it's like, you know, it's a TV show. Tune in. Maybe it's just like the West Wing. Honestly, does she fantasize being C.J. Craig? Really? That's, that's, wonder who Danny is. Meanwhile, President Biden on a COVID update. United States coming out. We appreciate Senator Warner. Let's listen to the president. I've just been briefed by my COVID-19 team on the progress we're making on our fight against the virus. Today, I want to provide a brief update on my plan that announced in early September to accelerate the path out of this pandemic. It's working. We're making progress. Nationally, daily cases are down 47%. Hospitalizations are down 38% over the past six weeks. Over the past two weeks, most of the country has improved as well. Case rates are declining in 39 states, and hospital rates are declining in 38 states. We're down to 66 million, still unacceptably high number of unvaccinated people from almost 100 million in July. That's important. It's important progress. But it's not, now's not the time to let up. We have a lot more to do. We're in a very critical period as we work to turn the corner on COVID-19. First, we have to do more to vaccinate the 66 million unvaccinated people in America. It's essential. The vaccine requirements that we started rolling out in the summer are working. They're working. The Labor Department is going to soon be issuing an emergency rule for companies with 100 or more employees to implement vaccination requirements in their, among their workforce. Every day, we see more businesses implementing vaccination requirements, and the mounting data shows that they work. Businesses and organizations that are implementing requirements are seeing their vaccination rates rise by an average of 20% or more to well over 90%. The number. 
It's weird hearing a president president of the United States be proud of the fact that, yeah, we told these people they couldn't feed their families and couldn't have their careers if they didn't do what we told them to do and put a a, a vaccine into their system. Uh, And so they did it. Uh, They cried the whole time. Uh, But, you know, uh, good on us. That's just super creepy to cheer that ugly as sin it works it turns out when you threaten people via the barrel of a gun or with their economic futures or with their livelihoods or with their careers they'll do things that they don't want to do that's that's exactly who joe biden is employees vaccinated let's be clear vaccination requirements should not be another issue that divides us that's why we continue to battle the misinformation that's out there. You're out of your head. You're out of your head. Who sounds more rational about uh, COVID? Joe Rogan or Joe Biden? Pick your Joe. Misinformation? What, pray tell, President Biden, is the misinformation? companies and communities are setting up their uh, stepping up as well to combat these the, the misinformation southwest airlines at the head of the pilot the head of the pilots union and its ceo dismissed critics who claim vaccination mandates contributed to flight disruptions school board members religious leaders and doctors across the country are fighting misinformation and educating people about the importance of vaccines all of these efforts are going to help us continue moving the dial to eliminate this disease. Second, we're going to continue protecting the vaccinated. This work, this week, the Food and Drug Administration and the FDA is reviewing data on Moderna and Johnson & Johnson boosters. We expect a final decision from the FDA and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, in the next couple of weeks. If they authorize the boosters, which will be strictly made based on the science, that decision will be based on the science, this will mean all three vaccines will be available for boosters. Already, more than one out of three eligible seniors have gotten their third shot, the booster. And we're going to continue to provide that additional protection to seniors and others as we we head into the holidays. These boosters are free. I'll say it again, they're free, available, and convenient to get. Third point I'd like to make. Can we just, uh, really quick, on the free, uh, we already paid for them. We paid for them. Just, I mean, it's, 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 it's worth noting that we, that, we, that we did. We need to continue to keep our schools and our students safe. of school districts are fully open with children back in the classroom and for in-person learning. We have been able to do this because we provided our schools the resources they need to protect children and the educators, as well as the staff that works in the schools. We've been encouraging schools to implement important health measures like masking, testing, and getting everyone vaccinated who is eligible to be vaccinated. I think I've heard enough. Masking doesn't stop COVID. Testing is not uh, anything that anybody worries about because their argument is, for example, well, as long as everyone's wearing a mask, it doesn't matter. 
and vaccination. Who's making more of a, a proper argument? You got to get your, your nine-year-olds vaccinated or people are hesitant to this. Maybe, uh, maybe they don't actually need it. Maybe they don't actually need it. I mean, isn't that possible? Isn't it possible that we'd be better off not vaccinating the children? Like, uh, for example, uh, the, U- the UK and, and the EU have, have uh, thought the best of? Maybe this irrationality from Joe Biden, and he's an irrational man. We should not uh, think for a second that because I'm not a name caller that I have anything but contempt for his low intellect and, uh, and radical plans. The failure that I consider him on a personal and professional level cannot be understated or overstated. It's one of the stated. He's a bad guy. He's a bully of a guy. He's a pseudo-intellectual. And the people who prop him up are doing great damage to him and to society. So this was, this was Joe Biden on, on COVID. I'd, I'd rather listen to Joe Rogan personally. I'm Tony Katz. Danish man killed five people in a bow and arrow attack in Norway. You will never hear about bow and arrow violence, people. It's 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 just not going to to come up. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Always great to be with you. Suspect is a Danish citizen who lives in the town of uh, I think it's Kongsberg, is how it's pronounced. Not named by a police. Uh, has been arrested. Not necessarily sure what charges are are being faced. Uh, believed to have acted alone. My only point in this horror, and that's horrible, is that it won't get labeled bow and arrow crime or bow and arrow violence. But anytime anything involves a firearm, they call it gun violence. This is why I oppose the terminology. Because the issue is not the firearm. The issue clearly is those people who have this desire to destroy. And is it cultural? Is it something else? Those underpinnings are very, very important to understand. How the left turned on Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Ooh, that story is great. It's coming up. I'm Tony Katz. As I mentioned earlier, the rules of wokeness ebb and flow. The rules of wokeness, listen to Bruce Lee, be water, my friend. 
Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. So good to be with you. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. Don't forget TonyKatz.com for absolutely everything going on. And make sure you're checking out the Eat, Drink, Smoke radio show. That's our Cigar and Bourbon show, and it's going huge. And I'm super excited about it. And the podcast is growing like crazy. EatDrinkSmokeShow.com, EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Be sure to check that out. Everyone is amazed by this admission from Katie Couric. She's got this book, and it's full of it's full of just the dropping bombs. This is the kind of book that producer Ari is totally going to read twice. Maybe. That's a yes. He's already got it on order. It's her tell-all memoir called Going There. She's so brave. And this is where she, I guess uh, she really was nasty to other uh, female reporters, like, like uh, Ashley Banfield. And my my point when that first came out was, uh, who is to be surprised that women in a professional setting are absolutely awful to other women? That's not me saying it. It's Katie Couric showing you it. And women who you can talk to across America being like, yeah, women are terrible to women. They just can't. They're, 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 they're getting along is just not the same as guys. It's just not there. And I will be good and damned if someone tells me I'm not allowed to say that. Just, just for those people who want to claim that I'm not being uh, feminist uh, enough or something like that, just, just for the record, I want to be on the record. Here, here is my official statement on that. <laughs> Glad we had this talk. But in this memoir of hers, she talks about doing an interview with Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Now, remember, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was idolized. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the notorious RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Ruth Bader Ginsburg was so loved that when she, uh, it was announced after her death that she wrote, I, I wouldn't like to see my seat filled until after the election. Well, this is what she wanted. Who does Donald Trump think he is? Uh, the president of the United States who gets to fill Supreme Court vacancies with advice and consent from the Senate. See how that works? Glad we all had this conversation. That's who he was. Wishes are not laws, something that I'm sure the late justice knew. Well, did an interview, did uh, did uh, Katie Couric with Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and this about the, during the time where Colin Kaepernick was taking a knee to uh, make himself uh, the center of attention and do nothing about police brutality. Let us be clear. Let us be clear. Colin Kaepernick did absolutely nothing to address the issue of police brutality. To the extent there's an issue of police brutality, there's nothing that Colin Kaepernick did. He did enrich himself. He is a woke leader. Remember, he was anti-cop before it was cool. That's Colin Kaepernick. Well, Ginsburg told Katie Kirk when asked about it that she said that those who kneel during the anthem were showing, quote, contempt for a government that has made it possible for their parents and grandparents to live a decent life. But Couric, when she was doing the story, was conflicted. Because she's a big Ruth Bader Ginsburg fan, she didn't know if she wanted to put it in there. What, was she protecting Ruth Bader Ginsburg from, from attacks from people on the political left? 
She sought advice from fellow journalists about what to do, and when she wrote the story for Yahoo News, she included quotes from Ginsburg saying kneelers were dumb and disrespectful, but did not put in the, the comment that they were showing contempt for a government that has made it possible for their parents and grandparents to live a decent life. She edited Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Now, this is the second time we're hearing about something like this. It was Adam Schefter. I mean, wait, wait, we we gotta get to, to more of John Gruden in a, in, a, in a bit. But it was it was it was Schefter who was writing stories about the Washington football team, the Washington Redskins, and would like at at one time sent the story to the president of the team at the time, Bruce Allen, said, "Hey, give this once over. Let me know what you think." Well, that's a pretty weird thing, but I guess it happens. Katie Couric did it, not to ensure the accuracy of the story, but to protect the leftness of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. To protect her as an icon, not what a journalist does. Not what a journalist does. At that moment, Katie Couric is not a journalist. Katie Couric is in public relations. Obscene. Wrong, to trust Katie Couric is to be of uh, of small mind. But what's great is now you get to have these people, the woke folk. Remember, wokeness is like water; it moves and it flows. It's a living thing that decides its values based on the day, based on the hour, based on the moment. Life uh, finds a way. And so does wokeness. What is the place that we can go to that allows a small subset of people to engage moral superiority while attacking another set of people who were on their side until the moment that the flow changed? This is the, the greatest part of all these woke folk who believe that they're all going to be the commissars, right? They're all going to have, uh, they're, 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 they're all going to be oligarchs in, in the new socialist communist system. 87% of them are going to get killed. What are they talking about? Have they never read a book? Do they know nothing of history? The answer is no, they never read a book. They know nothing of history. Why do you ask? Ruth Bader Ginsburg, there is no greater icon. Supreme Court justice on a t-shirt. Now this is learned, enter Sonny Hostin of The View. Some of you have, in, at the time, in 2016, she said, some of you have inquired about a book interview in which I was asked how I felt about Colin Kaepernick and other NFL players who refused to stand for the national anthem. She claimed that she was barely aware of the incident or its purpose. My comments were inappropriate, inappropriately dismissive and harsh. I should have declined to oh, respond. So she thought better of it. So she, she, well, she didn't. She didn't say she didn't feel that way. She just said that her comments were dismissive and harsh. And Colin didn't respond to it at that time. He said he was disappointed to hear a Supreme Court justice call a protest against injustices and oppression stupid and dumb. And I feel the same way. I feel that um, it's unfortunate. But honestly... Hold on a second. Just before anything else, it doesn't matter if a Supreme Court justice calls a protest stupid and dumb. What would matter is if a Supreme Court justice said you can't protest. So doesn't matter. I mean, your, your feelings are hurt. But the, Colin Kaepernick is a guy who wears uh, socks that show cops as pigs. Who gives a damn about his feelings? 
screw Colin Kaepernick's feelings. He can protest all he wants, but I don't, I, I don't lose any sleep over his feelings. But now comes Sonny Hostin to lower the boom. We're being honest about about the justice. She um, uh, never really was um, understanding of the intersectionality mm-hmm. of women and, and and blackness. She she in her 13 years as a federal judge, she didn't hire one black clerk. This is something that had been discussed in black legal circles. She only hired one black Supreme Court in, um, clerk. And how, uh, how many did she have? Let me let me say over the years she had dozens. No. dozens. Let me. Let me um, Say a, a couple of things. First of all, I no, uh, no, 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 Anna Navarro. You cannot save Justice Ginsburg. The wokeness has spoken. It has taken its latest victim. Wokeness does not miss its opportunities. I am not thrown away my shot. I am not thrown away my shot. It took its moment, and Ruth Bader Ginsburg was there in the lane, and like Pac-Man getting little dots. I'm dumb, dumb. I'm assuming that's what Pac-Man sounds like. It'll be like num 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 num. That would be it. Num 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 num. And Ruth Bader Ginsburg goes, and you're like, wow, that's that's a little rough on the late justice. Nope, that's standard operating procedure. Standard operating procedure. She wasn't good enough. Not unless you believe all of the leftist things every day, any moment they are brought up to you. Unless you can do that, well, then, then you, you're, you're, you're not really an ally. And since there are so many things and it's happening so incredibly fast, you don't know necessarily how to keep up. And that's how you're on the inside one day and you're on the outside the next day. And Lord forbid you should think the wrong way about the thing that they tell you how to think about. You thought you were supposed to respond with this answer, but really because of this, you're supposed to respond with that answer. You see, on Tuesdays, you respond with answer A, but on Thursdays, you respond with answer B. That, of course, is unless your brother is over to visit, in which case you answer with C, because how could you answer with B if your brother is over to visit? What are you, a Republican? Tell me I'm wrong. This is how they are, and that's why you can't keep up. Whenever you think, my gosh, it just goes on and on and on. These people are criminally insane. Who can keep up with this insanity? That's right. No one can keep up with this insanity. Absolutely, positively, no one. So you, if if, if you try... You're going to get left in the dust. Who could keep up with Representative Ayanna Presley actually believing that Democrats have a mandate? And the good news is, thanks to the strength of this movement, of the most marginalized, which mobilized, black, brown, AAPI, indigenous, LGBTQ, young, and disabled. And speaking of leaving no one behind, let me pause for a moment to thank our interpreters this evening. And I also just want to uh, acknowledge that I'm a black woman with a smooth brown bald head, (laughs) wearing pink lipstick and a fitted black sweater. Okay. But the good news is the Democrats... I assume she... ...that movement of the most marginalized... I I just want to be clear. I don't think she was saying that just to 
tell you what she was wearing or what she looks like. I think she was saying that for the benefit of people who are blind, who are, who may be listening to the thing. I, I, I actually believe that's the case. I, I believe that's what she's doing. But how do you keep up with somebody who thinks they speak for all people who are black? And then you meet somebody who's black and conservative, and they're like, uh, she doesn't speak for me. And it's like, oh, my gosh. What's wrong with you, traitor? Traitor? I just have a different opinion than Representative Ayanna Presley. Oh, sure, oppressor. You know, whiteness comes in all forms. Wait, what? You can't keep up? What's wrong with you? Mobilize. The Democrats control the House, the Senate, and the White House. We are in power. We are in the majority. We have a mandate, and we have to act like it. As my dear uh, sibling in the movement, Brittany Patnett Cunningham, reminds us, scared power is in power at all. We are in power. We are in the majority, and that must mean more than a talking point. So we can and we must do both. We must meet, move with urgency to meet this moment. We have... The one thing I like about the squad so very much, they understand power. They don't believe in negotiation. They don't believe in, in, in uh, compromise. They believe 100% or burn it to the freaking ground. That's that's who they are. They aren't they're not afraid of that. They're not ashamed of that. And if they don't get their way, they're like, "Well, too bad. We're not going to we're not going to vote for the 1.2 trillion dollar infrastructure package. Too bad for you, Speaker Pelosi. You had us and then all of a sudden, you don't have the votes. You don't have the votes. <laughs> They understand who they are. Now, who they are is bad people. Who they are is communists. Who they are can't run a country. Who they are is radicals. Who they are should be voted out, just in case we were questioning what I think of who they are. But man, they ain't afraid to be tough. They are down with tough. They are in for tough. That's a good thing to know. Good thing uh, to learn. I like it. And what they really are, are the purveyors of wokeness. As they flow, you can follow their flow. And hopefully, hopefully you'll be able to stay on track. Hopefully you'll be able to be water. And then you could be woke too. But you never know where they're going to move. You never know where they're going to go around the rock or go through the rock or go under the rock. And when they do and they lose you, oh, you're going to be nothing more than Ruth Bader Ginsburg underneath their bus. I'm Tony Katz. Social Security going to have the largest cost of living increase in almost 40 years, going up 5.9% for 2022. We're talking about the COLA, cost of 
living adjustment. Adjust uh, amounts to uh, $92 a month for the average retired worker. But that's front-loading a story that's much bigger. Um, when does this thing run out? We're already hearing that conversation. Yeah, it comes up every now and again, but it's faster than we all think. It's faster than anyone thought. Well, it, with this administration, it's always faster. What do you mean Afghanistan fell in 11 days? That happened faster than we thought. What do you mean we've got supply and chain problems? That happened faster than we thought. What do you mean Joe Biden can't keep up with the job? That happened way faster than we thought. No, no, it happened exactly as we thought it would. So that's the, the, the conversation. Um, it, look, for, there's no doubt that's going to make a difference for people. And I have been someone in my earlier days uh, been about, okay, we're done with this. This doesn't work. I have come to realize over the years you can, simply can't just say it like that. You can't even do it like that. You promise these people something. You're just going to rip it out? That's a, that's a rough one. However, you said to me, Tony, there are ways to phase this out because this doesn't bring the value that we thought it would. I'm all ears. But in the meantime, money will run out. Eventually, you run out of other people's money. Unless, of course, these people just keep borrowing the way they do because they don't seem to be bothered by it at all. That's a whole other thing. More to come. This is Tony Katz today.